captain's logs. Han Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Listening to Captain's Logs and Lightsabers, part of the Geek News Now podcast network. Hey, Captain's Logs and Lightsabers listeners. Got tats? Love your ink? But are you worried that your art will fade over time and the cost to keep it looking vibrant and fresh gets to be too much? Well, that's where Mad Rabbit comes in. After just one use, you'll see how Mad Rabbit is effective on old and new tattoos. All natural ingredients are used to keep this from feeling oily or greasy. Even better, use promo code CLLPOD and save a whopping 20% on every purchase. Keep your ink looking great and save money. Check it out. MadRabbit.com. Promo code CLLPOD. Hey, welcome to Captain's Logs and Lightsabers. This is episode 25. Uh, If you're new to the show, we are the podcast with Geek News Now that covers both Star Trek and Star Wars in the same show. So, if you've been following Star Wars news lately, you you know that there was a small fan convention that happened over the weekend. (laughs) You know, over in London, the Excel Center. It's called Star Wars Celebration 2023. And uh, I couldn't wait to talk about all of these announcements and and news that came out of that show. Um, But unfortunately, Chris, my my typical co-host, he wasn't able to join us. We just couldn't make our schedules line up. So... Rather than you listening to me drone on and on by myself, I decided to call in some reinforcements. So I put a call out to the GNN crew and uh, to see if anyone was willing to come talk celebration with me. And, well, hey, that call was answered. So I want you to welcome the host of GNN's Thursday YouTube live show, The Cantina Happy Hour, Mr. David Furr. Thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, hey, thank you for having me on. It's It's... Great to be here. Loving it. Love your show. Thanks, man. Thanks. I really appreciate hearing that. Uh, how are things over on the Cantina Happy Hour? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the show and what you do for listeners of our show who haven't checked it out yet? Um, well, go check it out. It's basically a, a forum show. We, uh, we'll we talk about Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, and nothing but Star Wars. I mean, we might run off on tangents once in a while, but usually it's Star Wars. Um Right now, we, we're doing Mandalorian, just at, as the episodes come out. We're watching them on Wednesday, then show, talking about them on Thursday. So the, the Mandalorian is real big right now. We were doing double shifts with Mandalorian and Bad Batch when they were both on together, and that was rough. Um, <laughs> yeah. This year, we actually got really lucky because May the 4th, lands on a Thursday, so our, we'll have a big May the 4th spectacular, and then also May the 25th Ooh. lands on a Thursday as well, which if, if you don't know, May the 25th is the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. That was the day it first aired in theaters, so yeah, <laughs> we've got some cool stuff lined up. Yeah, awesome. That sounds like a fantastic uh, lineup and, and uh, an outlook of what's to come. Um, do you, do you think you'll have a chance to check out Star Wars Visions on May the 4th before Happy Hour? 
Um, I, I, I plan on it. Um, myself and my co-host Debbie and and Cam from Cam from Cam and Focus. If you haven't watched Cam and Focus, go watch that. But um, we <laughs> Cam was was big into it. I'm not a real big anime fan, but after watching the the trailer for this new season, I mean, it's not just anime this year or this season, I should say. There's a lot of different um, styles in there, and I'm very curious about it. So the the first season of Visions I watched, like, I'm still in the middle of it. I, I still, <laughs> I'm still watching only, like, four episodes of it, three or four episodes. So I just, it's it's not my cup of tea. It's it's fine. It's Star Wars. We love Star Wars. We love getting Star Wars. It doesn't matter. It's just not my... It's not, it's not Star Wars for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I know we did an episode about the first season and talking about all the shorts, and most of them were misses with me. Um, few hits, but yeah, I, I kind of share your sentiments. It's not really my style, but I'm kind of excited to see what they do with this season because yeah, like it's not just. Uh, Japanese animation studios that have created shorts for this season. It's studios from around the country, or rather around the world. I believe there's, you know, of course there's representation from uh, Japan, but there's also South Africa, I believe. um, Uh, Netherlands, I think was one. Right. Right. And then there's the, the British studio that uh, (laughs) does the Wallace and Gromit. Yes. The Wallace and Gromit Jedi Knights. Yeah. Yes. I'm kind of looking forward to that one because I'm I'm a sucker for stop motion animation. Yeah, I, and and again, it's something different. It's not, it's not like oh my gosh, here's another cartoon. It's 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 nice to take a break from the norms every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and stop motion animation has been used in Star Wars in the past for the original trilogy. I mean, yeah. so it all comes full circle. It's 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 like poetry. It rhymes and it's all together. So you're not here for Star Wars Visions talks just yet. You're here to learn about all the news from Celebration. So uh, definitely looking forward to getting into that discussion here with David. But first, I just wanted to take a moment to tell you that our podcast is having its first ever fan giveaway, fan contest. While I was at Steel City Con here in Pittsburgh at the beginning of April, I was able to secure a couple exclusive art prints from some of the artists on the show floor to give away to some lucky listeners of our podcast. Entering the contest is easy as well. You just have to go to Apple Podcasts and give our show a five-star written review. Once you submit your review, take a screenshot and send it to our email address, logslightsaberspod at gmail.com, and you're entered to win. But you can get some extra entries. You just got to go review our show over on Spotify for another entry. You can review the Geek News Now podcast hub on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for two more entries. So, plenty of chances to win. First of all, if you've already submitted a five-star written review, you're automatically entered to win, so don't worry, I got you. Second of all, contest is open to U.S. and Canadian residents only, not able to ship around the world, unfortunately. One winner per household. If you want to get all the complete contest details and recap of how to enter, just make sure you look at all of our social media posts, the ones going out on our pages, the GNN pages, and in the GNN groups. So look for those over the next coming day or two, and good luck. Don't get technical with me. Logic is the beginning of wisdom, Polaris. 
not the end. A Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense. With that little bit of business aside, let's get into one of the first big panels, I guess, <laughs> at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, it's a show that I'm really excited about, and that's Star Wars Ahsoka. So we got a new uh, trailer that gives us a little bit more story <laughs> and, and where we can expect the season to go. So, uh, hey, David, you want to give us a quick rundown of some of the stuff you saw in the trailer? Uh, everything. The entire trailer was... <laughs> I. I just hope this isn't and and Disney has done this before. Well, Disney Lucasfilm has done this before in the past. Uh, Mandalorian being one of the things where you see a bunch of stuff in the in the trailer, and you're like, "Oh, I can't wait to see that! I can't wait to see that!" And then like ninety percent of the stuff that you see in the trailer all happens in like the first episode, and so you have absolutely you're walking completely <laughs> blind into the the rest of the season which is i mean that's a good thing and a bad thing just because it's like i want to see more of what's going on versus you know i just hate being left in the dark but then again being left in the dark everything's new and exciting so anyway um (laughs) but yeah i i mean everything thrawn i cannot wait for thrawn and we've also and i don't think this was part of the ahsoka panel but um was is it lars or maz Mickelson. Lars. Lars. Lars Mickelson was uh is reprising his role as Grand Admiral Thrawn, and we are all kinds of excited about that. That's that's just the the planet. It's kind of the tip of the that, iceberg. That's that's the way God intended. So <laughs> I mean he embodied that role so perfectly in Star Wars Rebels. It would it would have been a shame to not see him come back. And you know, they he he kind of has the look as well. Yeah. And 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 you know, they do that all the time too to where they if if the, you have a cartoon character and you have a certain person voicing that cartoon character, generally the animators will take something of that person mm-hmm. and make them look like the person that's voicing them. I mean, not not like, oh my gosh, it's a picture perfect thing, but mm-hmm. it's there. There's aspects and and stuff that that they add in, and it's good. It's great. So, yeah, and and, the, and a lot of the times, you know, the animators and the the script writers for these shows will know who they envision for the role, so that's why they make the characters look like they do uh, to give them that that kind of sort of appearance that they are you know an, an on-screen version of the actor that portrays them so right um the heir to the empire mention the, the, the name drop Ooh, goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, goosebumps. Oh. and 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 that was a big thing because i mean let's face it in high school when those i was in high school when those books came out mm-hmm. and up until that time we had nothing I mean, we had we had the three movie novel adaptations, we had the three movies, we had yep. the two Ewok movies, we had the droid cartoon show, the Ewok cartoon show, three Han Solo books, and three Lando Calrissian books, and that was it. And, and don't forget about Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which, oh, right. you know, <laughs> I mean, doesn't track well now, but... <laughs> Where Darth Vader died at the end of that one, because... <laughs> They didn't know if they were going to make another movie. So. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and it was, I mean, for for all intents and purposes, it was it was fun. Yeah. But anyway, so so Heir to the Empire comes out in the early nineties, and I mean that was just like a game changer because as soon as that hit, all of a sudden Star Wars was popular again, mm-hmm. and we were getting like a book a month. I mean, there was. I, I had a tough time keeping up with everything. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel now with all the stuff that comes out with, <laughs> with High Republic and everything else that's not High Republic that's still coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's awful. We're getting Star Wars, but it's, it's tough to keep up with things. And especially with, you know, this, the different stories. Um, you had comic books coming out, uh, the Dark Empire series, Dark Horse did a, big run of uh stuff so mm-hmm. but the heir to the empire name drop that was and especially i again thrawn came from heir to the empire that's where he made his first appearance so and i heard somewhere or i read somebody tweeted out during celebration that that actually um oh dave Ful- no not yeah yeah, Dave Filoni and John Favreau both consulted with Timothy Zahn on the creation of Thrawn and how to how to bring him to the screen. So now we've got like the master in and taking care of things. So. Yeah, yeah, you got the custodian of Star Wars from Lucas himself and the the guy that started it all with the That's expanded right. universe. I mean, it's. It's it's gonna be really good. Um, I'm I'm hoping they take a lot of. Uh, I hope I'm hoping they take some of the stuff from Heir to the Empire and put it in just to appease the the toxic fan base and say, mm. hey, look here's here's Heir to the Empire. Have fun. Yeah, it's the Ahsoka show, but oh, it's Heir to the Empire. You get it. I was catching a recap of the panel through Twitter and. You know, because they weren't airing that panel live on the uh, on the live stream, of course. But I, I liked how um, Rosario had mentioned that they had made some tweaks to Ahsoka's wardrobe. I I thought she was great. I, oh I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought Rosario was a great pick. The only person better I could have thought would have been Ashley Eckstein, but yeah, I just don't know if she has the the body type really portray the character convincingly. She's a very small person, mm-hmm. so and I don't mean like a like dwarf or anything like that. She's just she's just small and tiny. So. She's she's such a fun fun person though. I, I've I've had the pleasure of meeting her quite you know a, a few times uh, over the years, and she's always so kind. She's always so engaging with fans. It's it's incredible. Yeah, we got to we got to see her at uh, Fan Expo this past year when we were there covering that uh, we actually, we got to see her, but we actually got to talk to James Arnold Taylor and, um, Oh, I can't think of his name now. Anakin, Matt. Um, oh, Matt Lanter, Matt Lanter. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was blanking on the name, but <laughs> All uh, good. I got you. We get, we got to talk to them and, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we, we got to see her where she's actually coming back uh, for Fan Expo this year in June. So get to chit chat with her. We didn't get one on one time with her because her autograph booth was 
constantly full. I mean, that throughout the entire show, there was always a line. Hers and uh, Cara Dune was there, at, mm. and both of theirs. I mean, just constantly a line there. So, I imagine, yeah. I mean, two of the most popular characters ever introduced in Star Wars. And I mean, one of them's never coming back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> she uh, she burned like a supernova. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and and in my opinion, if you want to voice your politics, that's fine. But don't don't take your job away because you yeah. have an opinion. That's right. just my thought. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, what's in the past is in the past. We can't change anything about it. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing the character. I I enjoy the character. I'd like to see something go else happen with her, but I know it's never going to happen. But right, yeah, what can we do? Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the the two new castings? Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera and Natasha Lou Bordizo as Sabine. I actually the 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 Hera one was funny. I actually before we got on tonight, I was looking. There was a meme. And it said the Jedi, and it showed uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah, mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor, his uncle, and of course it showed Wedge Antilles. Mm-hmm. And then it said uh, his daughter, and I can't remember his daughter's character name, but she was in uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yes, I think. Yep. Yeah, then, I think you're right. And then it said, and his wife, and it was Hera. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. It's a family tradition. Everybody gets to be in Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, you you can't even write this fan fiction, right? <laughs> yeah, really. Where did they come up with this? But you know what? That's going to be the new reality TV show on TLC. My life in Star Wars. And we're just going to follow the family around. I hate reality TV, but I would watch that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Hera cast. I mean, honestly, anything with the Rebels cast, I'm. I, I, so far, I'm down with um, Sabine. Doesn't look how I would have imagined her, but then I've also got to think. Well, this is. I mean, you got to look at Rebels ended right before the Battle of Yavin, and now you're looking at something that's five to ten years past mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. At least, so, yeah. So it's like I'll take it. Not I don't want to say I'll take it with a grain of salt, but okay, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they've never really been clear about the Mandalorian's timeline. Um. <laughs> I know they. I know they said initially for like the first season it was five years past Return of the Jedi. I know Favreau came out with Book of Boba Fett. He mm-hmm. said that that Grogu had trained with Luke for like two years. And then I heard he kind of walked that back. So I don't. I'm. I don't know where the truth is. I, I don't. I, I have no idea. Yeah, but yeah. It right. doesn't stop me from watching it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably safe to say that it's at least ten years past uh, where we last saw the Rebels crew. So, yeah. So, needless to say, um, I, I understand the changes. Obviously, we've seen Zeb already mm-hmm. because he popped in um, Mandalorian. Do you think that was a teaser for his uh, con- you know uh, reappearance in Ahsoka? God help me, I. I hope it's a teaser for him, but I also hope that it's a teaser that maybe, maybe, maybe in this season of The Mandalorian, like as an end credit scene in the final episode, we get Thrawn. They put Thrawn yes. in there just to, because, and there was that one line from like the second or third episode 
where uh, Bo-Katan was getting attacked and they were fighting them off and everybody was in their ships and we had this great space battle, no, it wasn't a space battle, but atmosphere battle. And all of a sudden the TIE interceptors came in and there was mm-hmm. tons of them. And he was, she said, I've, I've ticked off a lot of warlords. And he said, this is a little bit more than a warlord. <laughs> and I was like, Thrawn, come on, baby. Come on. Give me, give me, give me some Thrawn at the end of this season. So I mean, that would be something that would be a heck of a, a reveal. Well, for and, sure. And the fact that Filoni and Favreau have come out and said, Oh, all of this is tied together. This is all going to, and we're going to talk about this here in a little bit, the, the new directors, but um, Filoni's directing one of the new movies. Mm-hmm. And according to him, that movie is going to be the the culmination. The Avengers the, Endgame of the, of the Star Wars timeline. Right, right. Well, not the Star Wars timeline, but the, the, the Mandoverse, as they're calling it, so... But it's, yeah, it's the big team-up event. It's where everything comes together. Everything that's been building in The Mandalorian and, and The Bad Batch and all these current Disney Plus shows, it's all going to be resolved in this movie, which is pretty incredible. It's exciting. Exciting yeah. times. What a great time to be alive, yet again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got a little bit of info about the villains of the series from the panel. Um in in what I thought was, you know, maybe I was just letting the whole heir to the Empire reference uh, cloud my judgment, but I thought for sure that Ray Stevenson's character was uh, Juris Sibioth. I, I, you know what? A lot of people thought that. <laughs> I mean, that was that was blasted online. I was just like, oh, oh, that would make sense, and that would be cool. Which is, it's not, unfortunately. No, no. They they said his name is Balin. Balin, big sigh of regret. Um, and then I, I don't know that his, I guess that's like his apprentice that's with him. The the girl character. They yeah. both have they they have orange lightsabers. This is yes. This is new and different for for Star Wars. So so what are they? Are they dark Jedi? Did they are they corrupted by the dark side, but not fully corrupted? Is that why they couldn't uh, bleed the crystal to that? blood red crimson that we see all sith lightsabers have maybe they're not even sith and that's mm-hmm. that's the thing you know cuz maybe maybe and i hate the term i if you've watched my show at all you know i cannot stand the term gray jedi oh you and me both i i i think that's a contradiction in terms because you've got sith bad guys jedi good guys and when you say gray jedi that's like saying agnostic Christian or atheist <laughs> Christian. It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's, it's yeah. like an oxymoron. So yeah. I'm just like, I don't, I don't care for the term. It, I don't, I don't mind the idea of it, but we need a better term. Mm-hmm. I, everyone in the fan base, we need a better term than gray Jedi. That's all. I mean, there's gotta be something in the D and D world that we can sort of apply. Right. Sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> Chaotic neutral. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we found out some directors. A uh, few episodes, of course, are going to be directed by Filoni himself. Um, of course. And who else was announced? I, I, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, gosh, I can't even remember now. Was, was Bryce, is Bryce going to do one? I didn't see her name. Which is kind of surprising because that would be a that would be a, a typical 
you know, she directs yeah. everything. She she likes playing with those guys, so Oh, okay. Uh Steph Green, Jennifer Gretzing or Jennifer Getzinger, Gre- Greta Patel and Rick Famuya. We got a, we got at least one other veteran. Yeah, Rick Famuya's done several episodes of the uh, the Mandalorian. In fact, I think he mm-hmm. just did this most recent episode. I want to say the one that airs tomorrow or no, well No, 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 uh, the one that aired last week. No, that I was think... the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Oh, that was Bryce Dallas. I think oh, Rick gets the final two. Rick did Rick did the episode of uh it was in the first season, The Prisoner. Mm-hmm. The, the, where they broke him out of the prison, which had Bill Burr in it, and I love yeah. Bill Burr, so <laughs> he's great. They need to bring him back. They need to bring him back and they need to bring back um uh what's his name? The Marshal from the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cobb Vant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I, I imagine we're not done seeing Timothy Oliphant because you don't cast him for for one, one or two one appearances. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I guess was was he in Book of Boba Fett too? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in the final episode. He showed down with Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the music is, of course, going to be composed by the Kiners. Uh, Kevin and his son. That's that's and see that's different because um, Ludwig Göransson did the Mandalorian. I think he did Book of Boba Fett too. I think yeah, and he's credit. He's going to be working on it, the the music with the Kiners at least you know to kind of help influence and how to how for them to adapt his music for what they're trying to do. But All I right. just I think it's fantastic that we've got the. I mean these these. Yeah, you know, uh, Kiner and and now his son have written more st- music for Star Wars than any other composer, even John Williams himself. So uh, it's safe to say they know what they're doing and they understand Star Wars. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not comparing them to John Williams. Don't get no, me wrong. You can't, you can't do that. You, you've got like, you've got John Williams on the high, high pedestal when no one really comes close. But when you're talking about everyone else, yes, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just wanted to clarify. I didn't figure anybody thought I was going there, but, you know, for that one person that oh, did. You're going you're gonna to get hate mail now. <laughs> oh, you said something bad about John Williams. <laughs> for the record, I did not. <laughs> All right. So uh, any anything else about Ahsoka that you wanted to hit on before we change topics? Um, I don't I don't think so. Um. Excited for it to come out. So same. It's but it's not until like August. That was the other thing. I think they find they didn't release like a hard date, but at least they gave us a month. So in, instead of just twenty twenty three, it's okay. We've narrowed it. We gave you thirty one days. It's in a thirty one day window there. <laughs> now we just have to figure out when Skeleton Crew uh, gets a, a debut. I'm looking forward to that one too. Same, so. same. But we'll talk about that another time uh, once we get more information. Um, right, right. We have uh, this year, 2023, is the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. For the first time in 26 years, Return of the Jedi gets an official theatrical re-release. Uh, it'll be in theaters from April 28th to May 4th. Has it been that long? Yeah. I think the the last official theatrical release was the special edition. Special editions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
Oh, it's been 26 years since the special edit. God, I feel old. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so we got a new poster advertising the theatrical re-release, which is I, pretty cool. It's very cool. I actually have it as my wallpaper on my phone now. Very nice. It was very cool. Isn't he the same artist that did the Empire Strikes Back poster for the 40th? Uh, probably. It would I think so. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that, you know, they're they're keeping the theme and keeping the artist. We actually, I, when, when, when the 40th happened for Empire Strikes Back, my my oldest son still at home. Um, we actually went to go see it. In fact, that was our first movie in the theater that we saw after COVID had happened. Mm-hmm. You no, know, COVID happened in March of that year, and then like everything was closed for months. And then we went to go see it. I, I want to say it was like August or September of that year of 2020. And I was all kinds of excited about it because it's like, oh, we get to go see Empire on the big screen. Mm-hmm. I, get to take, I get to take my son Luke with me to go see it. It's going to be amazing. And now it's like, Jedi, now we get to go see Jedi. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Absolutely. Uh, I actually, I just saw Return of the Jedi live in concert. So I, I actually oh. I watched the film with uh, our local symphony orchestra nice. playing the, the score, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if I'll catch Return of the Jedi in the theater since I had that experience. I kind of think that's the ultimate way to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's something about that. Yeah, we, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to see it. I'm probably sitting that one out, but that's okay. Well, why are you going to go see Return of the Jedi in the theaters? Don't you own the movie? Can't you just sit at home and watch it? It's not. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the. It's really not. I live in the theater. I see just about every single uh, blockbuster in the theater. I even, yeah, I, I, I do the AMC A-list membership. So, I mean, I can see three movies a week for 22 bucks a month. It seems like yeah. it, it, it's it's more useful to me than a gym membership for sure. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I am a big advocate of, of the big screen. But that's that's only a limited run, though. That's like uh, it's like one week. A- yeah, the yeah. end of April twenty sixth through like May the fourth. I think they're May the fourth or fifth. Yeah, and the funny thing is, AMC has not even announced that they're carrying it. It's it's only been Cinemark and Regal so far. See, okay, that that's interesting because I went on Cinemark the other day right after they announced it, and Cinemark didn't have anything. So I hmm. guess they pick something up because our our theater close to us is a cinemark yeah that's that's odd i wonder wonder what's going on maybe they just were waiting on the official news from disney maybe and they'll add it this week i hope so well one can hope yeah so we kind of got a little surprise announcement with uh, a second season of tales of the jedi being sort of announced unofficially announced and this was actually a really good one, um, a, a really happy announcement. Yeah, I'm I'm curious as to the Jedi that they're gonna go with this season because I, right. I don't I don't I don't want to see any more Ahsoka. I don't want to see any more uh, Dooku because we saw them. We know we 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 know the story past that. We know what happens. But you know, I mean, to follow somebody else, I don't know. It's it's. 
the the first two first season was was really really good that mm-hmm. that Dooku one where he was fighting Yaddle at the end I was just like holy crap it was mind blowing right when he, when he smashed her with that thing and I was like oh and then she lifts it back up oh and then he <laughs> oh it was such a good it was such a good show such a good and season it was, it was a good end for that character because yeah. you know, she just kind of disappeared after episode one. Right, so right. It was like, well, what happened to her? Well, <laughs> there you go. There's our story. Yeah, she got too close to the truth. <laughs> That's right. So I'm, I'm looking for. I, I was happy to hear that they were doing another season. I'm anxious to see, like I said, who they're going to pick to to go with. I'm, I'm going to assume they're going to do the same thing where they do six episodes, two Jedi, three episodes per Jedi. So. You think we'll get anything from Mace Windu? See, that would be... hmm. That wouldn't surprise me. I could see Sam Jackson coming back and doing yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's doing Disney Plus. He's doing Secret Invasion coming up here pretty right. soon. So yeah. He's not so. above... It's not like he's sitting there going, oh, I'm not doing TV. Like, <laughs> he'll do it. He'll, he'll do it. anything for a paycheck. Just look I'm, at his Capital One commercials. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Just call Sam. We'll get him to do it. <laughs> uh, I, I have some friends who would be very excited to see uh, Ka- Kiati Mundi getting a, a really? Tales of the Jedi short. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I've got friends that are big Kit Fisto fans. So. Hey. But you know what, though? Plo Koon had a big, uh, a large arc throughout the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Plo Koon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, James Arnold Tater just wanted to do something different. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was a cool surprise announcement from from the man Filoni himself. Yes. And and he did the other. Uh, he he's well. I mean, obviously, it's all the same style and animation as the the Clone Wars and Rebels and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be in charge of this one. Right. And I mean, you you got to give Disney credit for leaning on uh, the tools and everything that they have in that animation pipeline, you know, to, to utilize that style for multiple projects. I mean, who'd have thought, you know, Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and now Tales of the Jedi all in that same animation style. Oh, and, and you mentioned Bad Batch, and I don't recall if we're talking about Bad Batch or not, but it was announced that next season for the Bad Batch is the final season. There's three three seasons... Just a just a little heads up next season for Bad Batch. That's it. Yeah, and and I kind of expected that. That's kind of been the the rumor for a while is that Bad Batch was going to end in season three. And and I actually I completely forgot about that announcement because of everything else that came out of Celebration. So so thanks for reminding me. No, there's um, been a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't be expected to remember everything. <laughs> Good. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for your support. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that's, uh, you know, the way that season two ended, I, I hope that season three picks up right where that left off and does not let off the gas because that, that back half of the season was just peak Star Wars. Well, the, the back half, I, there was a lot of just one, one shot episodes in this season and, and we talked about it on the, on the yeah. happy hour. So but they, they all kind of had a purpose. They all kind of did, but 
then I'm looking at it going, all right, well, there's another. Now there were some amazing seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, uh, there was, uh, we talked about it. There was two or three episodes where it was a Bad Batch episode without the Bad Batch. And those were usually really good, like where they focused on Crosshair. That, f- that second episode, third episode of the season, with uh, where it was just Crosshair trying to find his place in the Empire, it was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. It was mm-hmm. so good. But, but I digress. Yeah. And I mean, Omega still is not giving up on on crosshairs. She's still trying to save him, which kudos to her. She yeah. didn't. Hey, you know, it, she's it, it follows the Star Wars poetry. Everybody's mm-hmm. redeemable, right? Exactly. So we got one more piece of news to talk about before we get into the big announcement uh and that's something that's near and dear to my heart which is the sequel to star wars jedi fallen order uh we got a we got a final trailer for the for the sequel star wars jedi survivor um (laughs) are you a fan of the game Uh, okay so i started playing fallen order i i i don't want to say i lost interest but it was like i put it down for a while and when I picked it back up, I forgot how to do everything. And it's one of those games where I'm like, I really would like to go back and revisit it just because the new game is coming out and it, it looks amazing. So it's it's one of those things where I'd just like to, like I said, go back and revisit it. Unfortunately, my PlayStation time has... My four-year-old has decided he likes playing PlayStation. <laughs> and, and he plays... Uh, Lego Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. And he, he doesn't really do anything. He just runs around and smashes things and collects the coins and everything. And usually I'll play with him and I'll be running, I'll be doing the missions by myself. And yeah, he just goes smash things. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But, but like I said, most, that's most of my PlayStation time these days is is playing Lego Star Wars with my four-year-old. And you know what? I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world though. Yeah, and yeah, and it's again. If I tried to play something else, I'd get yelled at because I was playing without him. So, yeah, that, that sounds like a four-year-old. Yep. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? My <laughs> now my older son Luke, he did play through it, so he's he's aware of the game. But yeah, like I said, the the sequel looks. I'd really like to go back to it because the, the previews for the sequel and everything look amazing. I mean, you could always just watch some of the story stuff uh, if you have a chance. Um, shameless plug here. Uh, I've been playing the game live on my Twitch stream. I've I've actually caught an episode or two of it. You, yeah, 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 you did. Uh, and yeah, I, yeah, you've been active in the chat a couple times. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's you kind of get to see a little bit of the story because I'm I'm focusing on a story only playthrough, not right. really deviating too much from from the story path, which is kind of a, an interesting way to relive the game. Well, it's, and, and this was, this was about, this was almost as close as we've had to really an open world game. I mean, what was it? Uh, the old Republic was not the Knights of the old Republic, but the, the online old Republic was kind mm-hmm. of that way. But, but really to have just to where you didn't have to, okay, 
you're going to land on this planet and there's one path and you've got to take the one path to get to the temple. And then once you get into Mm -hmm. the temple, you've got the one boss to fight kind of thing. There's, I mean, you could really kind of spread out and explore things before you actually went to that temple to go fight the boss or whatever. So, and I think it's going to be even more expansive in the sequel. Yeah. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. The, The first one did so well and it's, it's very popular among the fan base. So, now, yeah, they, did you did you catch in the trailer um, that you know we see Cal on Coruscant, which <laughs> that mission has to be whatever they're trying to do there has to be pretty darn important if they're going to the center of Imperial rule on Coruscant. <laughs> but you know there was a there was a series of books. It was called uh, I think it was called Coruscant Nights, and it, just like nights, like nighttime nights, mm-hmm. not like not like Jedi nights. But it was about a it was about a guy that lived in Coruscant and he was like a private investigator. But he was a Jedi. He was a Jedi that had survived Order sixty six, and he was a private investigator. It was a three book trilogy. I can't. I, I, I need <laughs> to find those books. But it was just basically him using his Jedi powers to solve these mysteries and stuff. And so, it was like, <laughs> but he was living on Coruscant. And I'm like, wow, that's that's ballsy. You're gonna live on Coruscant and and, and, be, and a, be a Jedi, yeah, oh. and and use your powers out in public. Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he had a lot of discretion, but still, yeah. So how how did that series? How did I miss that series? That sounds right up my uh, I, my alley. I, it was one of those ones I caught it like it was just there. I caught the paperbacks at a gas station or something or nice. even maybe, maybe even an airport. And I was just like, Oh, Hey, here we go. And I got rid of a whole bunch of my books not too awful long ago. So yeah, of course I don't have it anymore, but I think it's called Coruscant nights. I'd have to look hmm. it up. For sure. Yeah. I might have to check that out. Um, so we kind of see some new looks for, some, for the characters from the first game. Um, we see Marin, the, uh, the, the wayward night sister that, joined the game or joined the crew towards the end of the game. Uh, she's kind of sporting a punk look. It's kind of cool. Uh, and then the, our pilot, the pilot of the, of the game, um, I cannot think of what race he is, but he has four arms. Uh, but it, when we see him in the trailer, he's missing one of those arms. Oh uh, gosh. Grease Dritus is the character is the pilot, but I can't think of his race. I'm I'm trying to think. I I can't remember. I recall there. So I just happened to finish the uh, the, the Star Wars Jedi tie-in novel that's that kind of tells the the story of what happened in the five years between games. I finished that novel and and you find out what happens to the arm and you find out why Marin looks the way she does. So uh, nice. it's one of those things where if if they don't fill in the details in the game, you'll have to go and read the book to to get. Uh, the full story. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Clever and, on their part to, yeah, to try oh, to sell more books, but that's always been the thing. That's like, Hey, you want the backstory? Go buy the book. Hey, <laughs> I, I was on board with it. The moment it was announced. So what does that say about me? <laughs> I'm a sucker for tie in novels, I guess. Yeah. So, and, and they did, the, they, this is nothing new. Um, in the Kevin J. Anderson books, the the Jedi search books where Luke was rebuilding the Jedi Order, and this is all Legends now, of course. 
but there was several times where it it referred to the the clone emperor returning to Coruscant and devastating Coruscant and people would be like where did that happen i miss did i miss a book or something where did it happen it's like no that was in dark empire that was in the comic book <laughs> you got to go buy the comic book now mm-hmm. so that you can understand what's going on over here what they're talking about if you want to know you got to go to a different media the merchandising machine is uh, always on its game, right? Constantly churning. Constantly. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say about the final trailer for Jedi Survivor. So let's get right to the the big, 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 big major announcement. And that's the Indy 5 trailer. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, gotcha. <laughs> It's not April Fools anymore. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, no, that is the announcement of not one, not two, but three new Star Wars films. Uh, again, easiest, easily the biggest piece of news that we got from Celebration 2023. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, well, someone once told me it's a, a very good place to start. The uh, now, now before we dive too deep, this is not a new trilogy. You know, because there was talk of uh, Ryan Johnson getting a trilogy. There was talk of Taika Waititi getting a trilogy. This is these are three standalone movies, so three right. different movies, and they all, man, they cover a timeline. They, <laughs> they, you've got one that's happening thousands of years before the Republic. You've got one that's happening before the first order arises and then you've got another one that's happening after the events of the sequel trilogy. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's quite, I, I believe the number thrown out was 25,000 years before the battle of Yavin, because I think, I think I that's kind the of the timeline. Thing. That's what we kind of use as year zero is, yeah. is the battle of, the Yavin. battle of Yavin. So yeah, 25,000 years before the battle of Yavin is the, the rise of the Jedi or the, the dawn of the Jedi, I guess. Um, right. Well, and there was, there was actually a book called, well, I think it was called the dawn of the Jedi. I think you're right. Yeah. And, um, and that's a legends book, but Hey, if, if they want to try and do that, let's, let's do that. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it, it's being directed, written and directed by, uh, James Mangold, that guy, <laughs> uh, he's he's the the writer and director for Indy Five, um, which is that the, the jury's still out on that one, but yeah, yeah. Hey, after that trailer though, that, that looks pretty good. It looks like a classic indie adventure. I'm on board. So did Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when that trailer came out. Mm. Yeah, well, we all saw how that happened. <laughs> hey, I, I still I still enjoy that movie. I don't care what anybody says. That had some dumb choices. I, I'm not. It's not a perfect indie movie, but it, I don't know. It, it felt right to me. Okay. It felt. Yeah. It had. Uh, yeah, hey, like I said, I, I know unpopular opinion. I don't care. I enjoyed it. I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also did. Now, as far as I, I should say, as far as uh, geeky movies go, he did do the Wolverine and mm-hmm. and Logan. Yes. Which, if you haven't seen Logan, and actually the Wolverine was a lot better than people give it credit for. 
I agree. In my opinion, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and we're not just to be clear. We're not talking about Wolverine, X Men Origins Wolverine. We're talking about yes. the Wolverine. I was gonna say it's not. It no, I don't. I try to avoid <laughs> that one if I can. Because it that one in uh, Dark Phoenix, yeah, was just horrible. But whatever. Yeah. Well, this is not MCU Mondays. No, this but. is not. MCU. <laughs> but he did do those. Um, also he did. He did. He did uh, Girl Interrupted with mm-hmm. uh, Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. And he also did Walk the Line, which was the, the Johnny the, Cash biop. And, which was um, a fantastic film. Oh, they Both of them were great. And in fact, Angelina Jolie and Reese Witherspoon both won Oscars for those two movies. And Joaquin Phoenix was nominated. So... But we're, we're we're not talking about the one of the the movies that's near and dear to my heart. Which one? James Mangold had a hand in writing Oliver and Company. Oh, I had no clue. Ah, no yeah, no he's idea. credited as a animation scriptwriter. Wow, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's such a good movie. And if you haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. It is. It's a fantastic Billy, Billy movie. Joel. Billy Joel does the voice of one of the dogs. Yep. So. Yep. And uh, the voice of Oliver was, was it Joey Lawrence? Maybe. One of the Joeys? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Joey Lawrence. Yes, it was Joey Lawrence. I was there right. Uh, wife had a big crush on him, so... <laughs> She, she makes sure she made sure to 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 uh to make sure I knew that Joey Lawrence did the voice, <laughs> and I just go. had to make sure that my memory was serving me correctly. Um, yeah, yeah, it, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I guess Mango came to Kathy Kennedy with the idea, and then she ran it by Dave Filoni to see if it the story idea would fit into the, what he's trying to tell. And he said it absolutely should line up. Um, mm. So I, I like that, you know, we're, we're getting some involvement from Filoni on, on theatrical, not just the other movie that's coming out, but you know, it's nice to see him kind of shaping what we know and, and will essentially be the star Wars uh, timeline going forward. And and honestly, I think it's I think it's good on him because I seem to remember when he made the Clone Wars or when he first started the Clone Wars, and this would have been back in two thousand eight, was when that debuted. We're looking at a fifteen year anniversary for the Clone Wars, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, um, when when that series debuted, that was one of his big things. Was he said, "I went to George Lucas. I went to George Lucas, and I learned everything that I could." about the lore, about the mm-hmm. history of the, the universe and how this how this world was built. And now that he knows, now he is being consulted and it's like, okay, you know how all of this goes. Is this going to fit? So, like I said, good on him. Maybe he can take Kathleen Kennedy's spot as the head of Lucasfilm one of these days. I mean, it's it's she might be retiring and he very well could. Yeah, it's, I mean, we may get we may get a two. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, we may get a two person uh, thing, kind of like what uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran are doing for the the DC movies. Right. We might get Filoni and Favreau. 
kind of taking over as co-chairs. That'd be cool. I'd be fine eh, with that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think fan, so. I think the fans would be fine with that. Yeah, I, I think for the most part. Uh, there's there's definitely some online discourse about the season of The Mandalorian so far not being its strongest. But I don't know if that's a, you know, like a Last Jedi situation where just a vocal minority are expressing their displeasure or if it's, you know, a little bit more wide than that. Who's to say? Yeah, who knows? Online fandom you, is weird. You know what? If you don't like it, don't watch it. That's that's the thing. And if you watch it and you don't like it, well, don't complain about it. Just stop watching it. <laughs> right? I mean, I, you know, you get all these people that complained about, oh, The Last Jedi was awful. I can't believe it. And it was like, it still made a crap ton of money. Mm-hmm. Somebody was going to watch this movie. <laughs> and it was probably all of you haters out there and saw it four or five times on the theater. <laughs> just to crap on it online just more to and crap more. Crap on it online, and it's like you keep feeding the beast. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> um, so the next movie that we're getting timeline wise is we kind of hinted at it earlier, and that's Dave Filoni's uh, feature film debut as basically wrapping up the story that we're seeing in the Mandoverse in, in Mandalorian, in Ahsoka, in uh, Rebels. Like we're seeing all of that come to fruition and, and come to a head and, and an ultimate conclusion uh, with Filoni's feature film debut. And I mean, I've always been a fan of Filoni, so I, I was 100% on board with him getting a show. What about you? Oh, this is one of the, this is one of those, uh, you don't even need to question it kind of thing. He's, he, uh, this has been a long time coming. He's needed to do a, a feature film for a Star Wars feature film. Uh, he's, he's one of the guys, you know, you, t- we talked about Favreau and Filoni co-chair and everything. He's one of the guys within the Star Wars universe that can do no wrong. You know, everything, the, the planets and stars always align for Filoni when he, does his thing with Star Wars, so I'm I'm I am beyond anxious to see him. Yes, in a feature, this is I don't think he's directed a movie like at all. No, no. So this I mean, is something completely new and different for him. So I mean, he's basically producing what amounts to prestige Star Wars TV. I mean, not right. quite to the level of Andor, but you know, short seasons, high production value, like. He's basically had a, a mini feature film with all of his work on The Mandalorian and Book of yeah. Boba Fett, so he was ready. And I and I think they knew that. I think they've been planning this for some time, honestly. So I'm I'm anxious anxiously awaiting this one. Yeah, yeah. And then the the final film is something that's probably pretty divisive. We got uh, Daisy huh. Ridley returning as Ray, and and. Uh, rebuilding the Jedi order roughly what 15 years after the events of the rise of Skywalker. I, I think that's what they said. Yeah. So what, what were your thoughts on that announcement? Because I know, I think the majority of, of real, like of, I think the majority of fandom enjoyed her portrayal of Ray. I think she, I think she did as much with the character as she could working with the scripts that she had. Yeah. And we brought that up on, 
Oh, we I, we did a Cantina Happy Hour last Friday too, just because we had new stuff from Celebration coming out. But that mm-hmm. was one of the things we talked about too. Was that it's like you can only do so much with how you're directed and the lines that you're given. You know, everybody threw up on Ahmed Best after episode one, you know, and he did Jar Jar, and everybody was like, oh, death to Jar Jar, kill him, ah. And it was like, what did, what did you want Ahmed to do? I mean, he, he just went with what was written for him. It's not like right. he improvised the whole thing and made it all kooky. Yeah, I mean, he brought life to the character. He, uh, uh, unfortunately, George Lucas was just a couple years too early with that technology. I mean, look at look at two thousand two, two thousand what two thousand two, two thousand three, when we got Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers. I mean, look at every accolade that Andy Serkis got for yeah, those for portrayals. Capture, yeah, just but a but couple that- years later. But that wouldn't have happened had Ahmed Best not done his due diligence as Jar Jar. Oh, no, I agree. That, that opened the gate for all of that. But again, but, like I but said... But Ahmed gets none of the accolades and all the hate. No. And and again, he he doesn't deserve it because you can only do so much with, you know, if if mm-hmm. the writing is bad or the direction is bad, you can't blame the actor. Right, right. I agree, and it's it's a shame that that's what fandom does. It drives people away. It it makes them regret. Yeah, and in some cases, it causes irreparable damage. I mean, look at Jake Lloyd. Oh, that's horrible. That's we another love, story entirely. We but love you, Jake. We we say we love Jake every every show. Absolutely. I mean, we know he listens. We love you, Jake. <laughs> I mean, we can hope, right? We can hope that he's he's at I least participating faith. in our content. <laughs> I, have, I have faith. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the, everything that happened to him, and he still is dealing with well, the, the fallout and, and recovering um, from a very long battle. I can't even think of the actress's name. Rose. Who played Rose? Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly, yes, there you go. Kelly Marie Tran. She... She left social media. I, I think she's still off. I'm not for 100. I think so sure because yeah. of the the toxicity of the fan base. So. Yeah, and oh, that was the best decision she could have made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just step away from it. Mm-hmm. No, she did the right thing. Unfortunately, and and <laughs> I can only imagine because really the jar, social media was definitely not around in 1999 for Jar Jar. I mean, we had online message boards. That was it. <laughs> and that was log toxic into enough. Computer and get the modem fired up and block a phone line. <laughs> I, I can, uh, yeah, I can imagine if social media existed, what could have happened, how that I'm story gonna, could have turned out. I'm gonna download the trailer for the new Star Wars movie. The phone's gonna be tied up for about four hours while this <laughs> two-minute video clip downloads. Hey, uh, th- you mean you weren't part of the? Go see Meet Joe Black in the theater just to see the trailer crowd? Uh, actually, you know what? Um, so when the when episode one came out, I was actually in the Army at the time, and I was doing basic training. Got to go home for Christmas, and um, 
I went with my aunt and uncle to see Star Trek Insurrection. Oh, that, that was on TV or that was on TV. That was on the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the first time in front of Star Trek Insurrection, because this would have been December of 98 mm-hmm. uh, in the front of Star Trek Insurrection was this the Star Wars Episode One trailer. And I was like, oh, and we watched it and the trailer was great. And I leaned over to him. We can leave right now. I'll be fine. <laughs> I don't need to see this movie. We can we can just if my life ended today i would be okay no uh, in, in um, that was one with f murray abraham right yes yeah yeah okay so i, I landed that one right yeah that's yeah the one. that that was the was the follow-up to uh first contact it was horrible first contact was so good and then that yeah. one happened yeah my 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 regular co-host chris is a, a firm uh nemesis is his favorite trek movie Really? That was right. One. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris talks about how much he loves that film. Um, it was it was just I think at the time in his life where it came out, he just it resonated with him in, in a way that I'll never understand. Makes sense. Makes sense. So. Yeah, so any any final thoughts about the the continuation of the Jedi Order with Rey? Um, the director that's doing this one, her name is, uh, and I'm going to get her name all kinds of wrong. So I apologize in advance if I pronounce this wrong. Charmide Obeyed Chinoy. I and think you're pretty close. If I'm, if I landed it close, I'm, I'm happy. Um, she, she has won two Academy Awards, uh, and been nominated for like four but all of the Academy Awards that she has won have all been short subject documentary. Uh, And her only... All of her movies that are listed on IMDb right now are short subject documentaries, except for she also directed um, Miss Marvel. Right. from, From the MCU, which was, again, it was a miniseries, six or eight episodes on Disney+. Plus. And it was a show uh, that I enjoyed. Oh, I loved it. That's the yeah. I think that was the best thing that came out of, of Phase Four. So, yeah. But um, it, it was really good. She obviously knows how to make a movie because she has won Academy Awards. But again, it's not a full length movie. So, right. The the jury's still out on that one. Do you think because of her pedigree and and her work on Ms. Marvel and how she was how she really brought the Kamala Khan's culture to life. Do you think there's a, a chance that John Boyega will be willing to come back just to work with her? I hope so. I really do. Um, John was another one of those that, that I think the fandom ate him and just chewed him up and spit him out basically. Um, well, that and again, writing and writing, yeah, writing and directors. He, he, his character could have been so much more than what it was. And the fact that it had, uh, that there was a book that came out before The Force Awakens came out, and it was one of those lead up to The Force Awakens books, but it was called, um, Before the Awakening. Mm-hmm. 
and it was basically three short stories dealing one dealing with Ray, one dealing with Finn, and one dealing with Poe. And in one of the in the in the Finn story, there was a scene where uh, Kylo Ren sees Finn. He notices him. I guess sort of like the way that he noticed him in the uh, in the village on Jakku. And um, he realizes that he he's has force potential, basically, is really what it boils yeah. down to. And, and then that was never capitalized on. Never capitalized on. And the fact that, that Finn picked up the lightsaber after uh, Ray had fallen, you know, he picked it up and he turned it on and he, he you know, he stood toe-to-toe with Kylo Ren. Now, granted, Kylo was just kind of playing with him, but yeah, um, yeah, he did. He did all right. <laughs> he, did, he did. He did all right. You know, and they really should. I I would have liked to have seen them expand on it as far as him being a Jedi and or him being a Force sensitive. So yeah. I'm, I I have high hopes. I'm hopeful too, and I I think he's reconciled with Kathy Kennedy. You know, he he had made his. Uh, displeasure very well known and I think they actually sat down and had a chat and I think they're starting to kind of patch things up because I mean yeah she's the executive producer the chair, you know, chairperson of Lucasfilm but she still was ultimately responsible for the final product so I think right. you know him pointing her his uh, dis- displeasure at her may not have been all in the right direction but I mean, I'm I'm glad to hear that they're patching things up ultimately. Yes, yes. So yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing Finn come back. Grogu, Grogu, uh, let's hope he's still around. Maybe we can we can only hope. <laughs> Depends on how how much you love the little scamp. <laughs> the little marketing device. Yes. <laughs> That's another thing. Like I, I love him. I, I will not make any, uh, any qualms about how much I enjoy the character. But really, what purpose has he served this season, other than, other than selling marketing? Toys? Yeah. Nothing yet. Yeah. But, but there's still two episodes left. So this is true. Let's see. But I mean, nearly everything, every scene that he's in, you could remove from an episode and not miss anything, for the most part. He's just there to be cute and sell t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like I said, I'm not knocking it. I love him. <laughs> I always will. But I, I can see where some of the discourse is, is valid, especially this season. I don't know. That's that, just my thoughts in a nutshell. This was kind of a, a very informal discussion. Oh, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm looking forward to all of the stuff that was announced. And and there was, like you said, there was a lot of it. There was, yeah. And it wasn't just, you know, it was... They, they talked about... When I watched, um, they were jumping back and forth between Mando season... Well, what's currently on Mando season three and um, Andor season two, which they're filming that right now. Mm-hmm. So I would say probably beginning of next year, we'll probably, or maybe even the end of this year, we'll get Andor season two, which I'm 
Oh, I'm all kinds of excited for. Yeah. So. I, I'm thinking it's going to be sometime in 2024. I don't think with, with Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew, I don't think we're going to get any more Star Wars this year on oh, Disney+. Plus. I'm, I'm thinking... I believe that's early 2024 also. Yeah, they, they, they moved... That one was supposed to be this year. Mm-hmm. I think they've moved it back to next year, though. Yeah. And... And... <sighs> You know what? Honestly, that's good. I'm fine with that because mm-hmm. I think Marvel really screwed the pooch on that one during Phase Four when it was like, okay, we've got Wandavision this week, and then or for for six weeks, and then we'll have a week off, and then we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then we have a week off, and then we have Loki, and then we have a week off, and we got a movie coming out, and then we got another week off, and it was just like, oh my gosh, too much, so too much, much, too fast. Yeah, you're flooding the market, so. It was just a lot to to swallow. What if came out? Hawkeye was like cheese and crackers. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was it was a lot, um, a lot to take in, a lot to digest, and I can see why maybe the movies aren't getting. I mean, they're they're not getting as big of a box office return, but I don't think it's solely because of fatigue i think it's just the quality as well has gone downhill but and and honestly i'm i'm hoping you know they they pushed a bunch of stuff back and i'm hoping that they're going for yeah quality versus quantity at this i hope so too yeah so boy we we did get it on a tangent again this is not mcu mondays i swear (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't have any more to say about the the topics we've discussed what about you no i'm good i'm Looking forward to the next year or so within the Star Wars universe. One more, one more. Yeah. Oh, what you got? Uh, what you got? They they announced uh, the next celebration will not be until 2025, and it's going to be in Tokyo. That is a that sucks. I know. Yeah, that is an interesting choice. Uh, I did not expect to your um a two year back to back inter. Well, I I knew about the two year gap. I just was not expecting. Uh, two international celebrations back to back like that. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things where it's like, okay, the United States has had it too much. We're gonna do a bunch of international ones, and then we'll come back to the United. Yeah, States. you know what? I was just thinking though. Um, well, not I wasn't thinking. I can't take all the credit for this, but somebody pointed out that 2027 is the 50th anniversary of A New Hope. What Ooh, better reason to have? celebrations grand return to the united states then for the 50th anniversary you need to do it in either chicago or dallas or st louis somewhere centrally located in the united states that way you can have people from both coasts mm-hmm. north and south east and west everybody converges into the middle of the united states it would be beautiful just not easter weekend in chicago please yeah <laughs> do it in the summertime sometime yeah. Actually, no, don't even do that because if you do it in the summertime, you got all those guys dressed like Darth Vader and everybody's sweating and it stinks. Yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> so maybe like springtime, but yeah. not Easter weekend. Dallas would be an interesting place for a celebration. I mean, you have plenty of space, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we'll get it, but. I'd be nice. I'd love it. I'd, if it was in <laughs> Dallas, I'd be there. I'd I'd be there. <laughs> I don't think I'm missing that one. Well, being that I live in Dallas, <laughs> I'd yeah, probably be there. 
Oh, so I'm crashing at your place then, right? No. Yes, sir. <laughs> I've already had I've already had three or four people say, "Hey, if it's in, if it ever comes to Dallas, we're going to stay with you." Oh, right. <laughs> uh, that was kidding, but I appreciate the offer. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Celebration 2025, Tokyo, Japan. That's going to be interesting. I'll be sitting that one out, but Same. hey, you know, I want to go to Japan, but I cannot swing Japan in early April. It's just never going to happen for my work schedule. Yeah. Because if I go to Japan, I'm not just spending a long weekend there. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It's, it'll be it'll be a week or two. It'll be a vacation. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So maybe, you know, a future celebration, if I'm still alive, might hit japan when i'm you know able to take more time or maybe retired who knows old and retired (laughs) oh but yeah uh hey we could keep this conversation going all night really i I think that's going to do it for us for episode 25 of captain's logs and lightsabers uh i'm jonathan you know where to reach me but my co-host at last minute david fur why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you um, we are, uh, go to the Facebook page, the GNN Facebook page, go to the GNN YouTube page, either one of those places. We do Cantina Happy Hour on Thursday nights. It's a live show. It's 8.30 Central Standard Time. We love listening to the audience. Uh, the, we have them, everybody comments, and we try to get as many of the comments in as possible. Um, we're doing Mandalorian. We're doing the, we got two more episodes left in this season. So, um, come check us out. We're all over the place. Twitter, Twitch, GNN's at GNN is everywhere. I also have a new article. Really up. I, I've got a new article up about the, the new directors. It's on geeknewsnow.net. That's on our webpage. So a lot of cool stuff happening. And as of right now, this is the closest I've been to being on an episode of Cantina Happy Hour. So I think I need to rectify that at some point in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Love to have you. Love to have yeah. you. All right, that's going to do it for us. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the show if this is the first time you listened. And uh, now that we've announced that contest, make sure you go leave us some reviews so you can get entered to win those art prints. And then check the social media post for the art prints that you're actually entering to win because we plan to start uh, really pushing those out on social media here soon. So check them out and uh, good luck if you decide to enter. 